Hello, I'm Dr. Terry James Dingrass, and this is Dr. G's ADHD Chat. This is a show trying to make the world safe for ADHDers. Uh, I am a clinical psychologist, and I'm also a neuropsychologist, um, and I'm also the parent of at least one ADHD and probably two ADHD kids, and I am also in private practice. And I am starting to mostly do coaching of ADHD executives, honestly. I do some family work, but not as much as I used to. Okay, but I have been doing this for a, for longer than there's been ADHD. Let's put it that way. Uh, if you're not familiar, we did not have a diagnosis of ADHD until 1987. Okay. Uh, the way psychiatric diagnoses are, are done is the American Psychiatric Association has a big meeting uh, with all the bright young men in their um, particular career, and uh, they discuss and come to some conclusions about what we're going to call or certain certain uh, you know disorders and. Um, Sometimes it doesn't seem like it makes a whole lot of sense. Uh, we've all had to go through a, a thing with recently with autism spectrum disorder uh, rather than autism and Asperger's. So don't know, you know, I'm not sure why that makes, why they would make a change like that. But you need to understand that it's not always uh, a totally logical kind of thing. It's who can argue the loudest and that sort of thing. The deal with ADHD is it first was coined in 1987. Uh, prior to that, from 1980 on, it had been ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder. And prior to that, it was hyperactive reaction, uh, hyperkinetic reaction, I'm sorry, uh, to childhood, uh, which back in those days it made... Um, sense because basically the belief was that people outgrew ADHD, that it was just a thing that kids had. And if uh, if you just wait long enough, they'll outgrow it and God bless them, they'll be just like everybody else. Doesn't work that way. Never has, never will. You know, you consider that ADHD was first diagnosed in the medical, or described in the medical literature in like 1790 something or other and uh, and then all that time we haven't come to grips with it and really you know done what we should to identify it so now we know we got it now we know also that ADHD kids tend to get an amazing amount of criticism uh, estimates are that the average ADHD child gets 70 critical comments a day. And then there are problems with that. All negative things, all negative comments, all punishments, if they're applied excessively, lead to some, either the child gives up, becomes depressed, 
uh, I'm worthless, I can't do anything right, that, that kind of thing. Or they say, well, screw you guys. If I can't please you anyway, I'm going to do what I want to, and you can go suck eggs or probably something more pro uh, nasty sounding than that. Anyway, but they, you know, that's, that's, those are the reactions. When you can't win anyway, you either give up or you fight back. And probably the stronger ones fight back. But those are also the ones uh, that end up getting into serious trouble. And so there's been sort of a reaction to that and where everybody's talking about positive parenting. The problem is, you know, and this is the same kind of, kind of thing that where we get the uh, participation trophies kind of way of thinking about the way kids um, learn and learn in life. You know, I mean, uh, if, uh, if we're fighting, you know, if we're having this tournament to see who the winner is, but then everybody gets the same trophy, what have our children learned, actually? You know, and, and that's not the way the world works. That's not the way, you know, not everybody gets the same salary that the CEO gets. Uh, so it's probably not a bad idea to prepare our kids for the real world. Uh, rather than the world of unicorns and rainbows and stuff. I know I come across as a cynical old son of a gun, but, uh, you know, that's that's reality, and I really like living in reality. Uh, there are some places I'd maybe rather be, but this is the, the best one I've found so far. Okay, so all positive is not a great thing. All negative is not a great thing. All positive... Kids don't learn that they have to work sometimes for to get what they want, to get results. Um, and all them, like, I mean, even even bright kids, if you constantly tell a child that he or she is so intelligent and, oh, you get such good grades because you're so intelligent, intelligent rather, they're fine as long as it doesn't get too tough. But then when it gets too tough, like, you know, say they go to high school in a uh, academically rigid kind of uh, environment, or they go to college and it's tougher. Either way, they're pretty much not prepared for that. Oh, it's always been easy because I'm so intelligent. Well, they need to learn that intelligence is nice, but effort is what gets you the results you want. You know, being disciplined, being uh, studying extra hard, or you know, you, you study as hard as you need to. Um, and if it's more, you study more. If it's less, hey, great, more power to you. But you have to, your child has to learn that, and your ADHD child has to learn um, the same lessons. Only for for them. You know, I mean, an ADHD or a lot of times academically will have one or two areas where it's just a snap and he or she gets great grades, you know, probably something that's semi-creative like uh, English Lit or, or one of those. Um, but there are some other ones. Math pops into my head immediately. Although there are some 
uh, ADHD kids who just love math and love the sciences and more power to them. But in general, um, you want your kid um, to recognize that sometimes he or she is going to have to put more effort to get a result they want. And, you know, you send them off to college, they don't get to take just the courses they like or just the courses they're good at. You know, for a couple of years, you're taking prerequisites. And um, sometimes those are not in your wheelhouse. They're not what you like uh, studying and learning, but you've got to learn how to do that. Okay, so all positive isn't the greatest thing and all negative is not the greatest thing. What you strive for is something that's sort of a balance of both, that you sometimes set limits and other times uh, you give a lot of praise. And uh, one of the better ways is uh, I've, heard, I've read about is what you call the Lasota principle. And the Lasota principle, uh, let's see, it's him, uh, Brazilian mathematician and a... An American social psychologist developed this, but they were looking at in what kinds of environments do people, humans, perform best. And they researched the heck out of it and found out that if the environments in which they got four praises for every single critical comment, on average, of course, this is uh, not real rigid, but roughly that ratio uh, led to the best performance, the most creative performances, uh, and the most work getting done. Now, you know, you can't immediately take this and, and convert it to your kids because probably, honestly, they need a little more than a four-to-one ratio. They probably need a six-to-one or so. And if you're talking about your spouse, <laughs> maybe more than that, <laughs> okay? But the deal is, and you have to be aware of this, because, I, you know, I mean... I remember when my kids were little, I didn't really think ahead. I just reacted to whatever was going on. You know, I had I didn't think I needed to be strategic with my children. But when your child's ADHD, you darn well better be strategic. Um, or you'll be seeing a lot of places you didn't plan to, like maybe the court system. But what you want to do is become more aware of how you interact. And sometimes it's, you know, there are in behavior literature, there are all kinds of things about self-monitoring. And it's real important because you don't know where you're going or how you're doing unless you measure it somehow. Uh, and a lot of times uh, the best thing to do with your child uh, is just is to self-monitor yourself, you, yourself with your child, uh, how you interact with them for a couple of weeks to get an idea of where you are. Um, and one of the simplest ways to do it is just to carry a, like a three by five card, or uh, I'm sure there's a way to do it on your cell phone. There's a way to do almost everything on that thing. But the simplest three by five card and, you know, just one, one card for every day of the week and just start marking it down, you know, pluses for positive interaction, positive comments, a negative sign or make make up, you know, make a zero. It doesn't matter, but you have to, it has to be a couple of symbols that you recognize and just, you know, 
take it with you and, and use it religiously, you know, every time you interact, um, positive, negative, neutral, if you want. It doesn't, you don't even have to use the neutral. But, you know, and just after a couple of weeks, just kind of average out how much negative stuff versus how much positive stuff do you uh, do you do with your child? Um, it's really an eye opener for some people, for a lot of people. You know, that I, I didn't realize how negative I was. I was always, you know, like I've had people in my office with where the parents were with with the kid, and and the kid is sitting there not doing much of anything. You know, while we're talking and and. One of the parents is on him all the time. Every every couple of minutes, it's oh, sit still, or you know, da da. And the kid's not doing much of anything. You know, I wouldn't have bothered to even comment on any of it. But they were on him like crazy, both of them actually. But and I bet in an hour session, he got his he got he got at least got his seventy critical comments, uh, and and probably a, a bit more. So you don't want that. You have you you have to remember that we all respond, we all learn by how people react to us. And if they're always criticizing or or threatening punishment or punishing us, um, you're not gonna have a very high opinion of yourself. Uh, and that's gonna that's gonna screw you up in a lot of ways. So I, I'm not a you know I'm I'm a reality person, and I I know that you can't always be positive. That's absurd, and you can't always be negative. That is equally absurd. But people feel like they're being stronger as parents when they're negative than they do when they're looking for things to praise their child for. But I'll just you know think of it. Six to one, maybe try to try to get that ratio <clears throat> and and see what happens. A lot of people are surprised at how much their child's behavior improves when you do that. Okay, that's that's my uh, little jazz for today. Uh, we uh, had a little technical problem right at the beginning, but uh, somehow it seems to have sorted itself out, and uh, we will catch you. Next week, same time, same bat channel. And uh, my website is terrygingrassphd.com. Uh, you, can, you can sign up for my list. You can uh, see where I'm going, what I'm doing, that sort of stuff. I'm um, opening up uh, a coaching, uh, well, I'm advertising a coaching program. I've always had one, or not always, but for the last 10, 12 years, I've had a coaching program. And I've got some openings and uh, looking to fill them. Mostly we're looking at ADHD executives or entrepreneurs. Uh, and um, we, we, we do a lot of things that help you, you know, help compensate, uh, learn how to make the strengths and the weaknesses of ADHD work for you uh, is kind of the big picture that we're, we're looking at. So uh, I have a Calendly account. I'm just 
can actually come to think of it. I don't know how to tell you to get there. I just got it. So, uh, but uh, I, I will tell you next week. How's that? And in the meantime, have a have a good day. Okay.